This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands. Wow, what happened there? Ten goals shared, nine successful penalties and one kick from Curtis Jones in front of the cop to send the Reds through to the quarter-final of the League Cup. More on that to come. I'm Guy Clark. This is the post-game podcast here on Blood Red, bringing you all the reaction you need from a bonkers night at Anfield. We'll hear our team's thoughts on the game, Jurgen Klopp's press conference, and from a selection of our regular contributors. The kids, having seen off MK Dons in the third round, were given their chance tonight under the lights at Anfield as Jurgen Klopp made 11 changes to his side. And there for the echo was our Liverpool correspondent, Paul Gorst. Liverpool are through to the last days of the Carabao Cup after an incredible 5-4 victory on penalties, after a 5-all draw in normal time, would you believe? Um, you'll have to bear with me here. Liverpool took the lead early on when Shokadam Mustafi uh, at the Anfield Road end converted into his own net after a good cross from Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain with Rian Brewster lurking. Um, Lucas Torreira made it 1-1 for his second goal of the season at Anfield before um, Martinelli of, of Arsenal made it uh, 2-1. Finding into the roof of the net after even after Elliot was fouled a little bit further down there towards the end of the first half. Uh, Ainsley Maitland-Niles uh, then made it uh, 4-2. After a mistake from Milner, he tried to, uh, to pass it back to, to Kelleher and uh, underhit it and was dispossessed and uh, Arsenal ended up scoring. Um, Oxlade-Chamberlain, uh, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain with his third goal in a week, um, round about 30 yards out, absolutely hammered it past Emiliano Martinez in the Arsenal goal cop end. Really good work from substitute uh, Curtis Jones. He made a 4-4 with an excellent swivel and uh, finish on the edge of the box. Um, and Joe Willock, uh, straight down the other end, moments later, from all of 30 yards, Queen uh, Callagher got nowhere near it. That made a 5-4. But Liverpool, uh, to the eternal credit, and uh, uh, plenty of youngsters in that team tonight, they stuck at it. And it was youngster Nico Williams, a little bit further behind me there, he crossed in the final few seconds of five minutes added on time and Divock Origi, that man again with another crucial goal to make it 5-5 to send it to penalties uh, the only one who missed from, from 12 yards was Danny Sabellos uh, Cueven Kelleher kept his shot out before Curtis Jones, the uh, the city centre-born midfielder converted from 12 yards to send Liverpool through to the last eight uh, the draw is tomorrow, I'm not exactly sure when that game is going to be played as it's, uh, it's penciled in for December when Liverpool are in the, uh, the Club World Cup in Qatar but uh, that will work itself out in the future for now, Liverpool through to the last eight. Paul Gorst wrapping up at a rather windy Anfield this evening with his verdict on tonight's crazy, balmy, mad Carabao Cup tie with Arsenal. I do hope your ears have recovered from that. Well, what did Jurgen Klopp make of it? He's been speaking to the media, so let's find out what he's had to say. Jurgen, it shows that even if you play loads of uh, debutants tonight, the belief and the winning mentality that is, is there no matter who you select in this club, in this group player. They refuse to give up. Yeah. I, I don't want to take that for granted, to be honest. I, I, yeah, it happened now a couple of times. Um, but it has to be always special. So, And it was special tonight. Um, I, that was the... So the, I wished really for the boys that it... That I was very, I was absolutely convinced that we can give them a proper game. So that's why we have, we, 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 we decided for that lineup. But of course, when you are then three-one down, when we lost two balls. We played really good football 
We were 3-1 down and played really good football, but we lost the ball in the wrong moments. We were too open in these moments. Um, and you cannot change that in the moment. You have to wait for half time, so you hope a little bit that it stays 3-1 and then you can change a couple of things. Uh, but it was 3-2 for half time, right? Yeah, we scored. Yeah, good. So that was good. Um, and then I just... I, I enjoyed really pretty much each second of the game, to be honest. I, I'm not, I don't know when I had last time so much fun in a football game. Um, so because I saw so many really good performances. I was so happy and pleased for the, for the, for the kids, obviously, that they will remember their first night <laughs> for the rest of their life. And, um, and in the end, they made it a, a proper special football night with, yeah, Everybody who came tonight to Anfield yeah, saw 19 goals. That's pretty special. And um, so, really perfect, absolutely perfect. Yes, as a manager, maybe I should, I should think more or worry more about the goals we conceded, but I couldn't care less, to be honest. I couldn't care less tonight. Because the mistakes we made were obvious. For the Willow goal, we didn't make a proper mistake, <laughs> only a little bit formation-wise. Harvey and Rian changed the position. Rian wanted to defend that position, was a bit too wide. That was the, the, the space where Willow got the ball and, and, and yeah, fires the thing in the, in, the, in the far end. And really good goal, but all the others we had a big hand in, I would say. But that's not important. It's about, for development, it's the most important thing that you, that you react in the right way. Because a perfect football game, all these boys can play. But um, a rather difficult football game, that's what we have to make them ready for. And it was a difficult football game and they played. They worked their socks off and played their soul on the pitch. I really loved it. Dom? You need to be born at Liverpool probably to do that. It was not my idea. So I, the last, when I saw the list the last time, then Divock was on five and, and Curtis on four. And when I, when I saw the number four coming, was Divock there, I thought, OK, obviously they changed it. <laughs> yeah, um, good, good situation. Good, good to have the characters to, to, to do that and take it on the shoulders. I mean, tell us about what you've been working with. <laughs> oh, Curtis has no issue with self-confidence, eh? so that's um, <laughs> absolutely, he doesn't struggle in that department. Um, and uh, so it's good and really nice. It's absolutely nice if you... I cannot say more about it. Really, I'm really pleased for him. Like I'm pleased for Queef saving that penalty. Pleased for Nico played an incredible game, giving the the, the assist to to Diff's fifth goal. Um, Queef in general, 90 minutes being there, conceding five, not really cannot do a lot in in most of the situations. Maybe the second one, not sure. I think the first one was offside. Um, second one could have looked different, but then, how I said, when you lose the balls where we lost them, then it's difficult to defend a counter-attack. That what, what Sepp Vanberg, he played an incredible game, but in this situation it's not easy to defend. And then you are centre-half, but concede five. But stay on track, play football, pass the ball and all this thing. That's what is the most important thing, and I really like that. Okay. Vinny, anything from you? Yeah, the only little shadow on the ninth one, I'm not sure, but he, he slipped. I saw that, and afterwards he was limping a little bit, and now he said, yeah, I ducked a little bit, so we have to see. Hopefully, not too serious. That would David. be. Just, um, uh, sorry, 
And it would be now really crazy if I would worry about a boy, an 18 or 19 year old boy who then doesn't start the game and would be disappointed. It's a, well, probably he was, but after the game I only told him it's more important <laughs> really to be decisive as long as you're on the pitch and not who starts, who finishes the game and stuff like that. You have to do the right things when you're on the pitch. All the rest is, there will be, I'm not sure for disappointed, you have to ask him, but um, that's nothing I, I worry about because that's all part of the, part of the development. Yeah, that you have to, these boys, especially these, these extraordinary boys, um, they have like 95, 96% positive experiences in their career until they face the reality in adult football. So I cannot change the, the world. What I can do, I can try to prepare them as good as possible. If he was so disappointed, okay, not nice as human being, but then he didn't show it on the pitch and that's the most important thing. Sam, and then any final ones before we finish? Yeah, uh, Jürgen, it's rare to see a 16 year old play as, as, as well as he did at RBL. What, what did you make of his debut? What, a nice debut to his home debut and, and your confidence in his clearly very strong? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's easy to be. To be convinced about him when you see him training so that's really he's an exceptional talent absolutely and he's a nice nice kid as well so to see him how he encourages uh, um, the crowd around the corners is really <laughs> I had a couple of moments when he was really touched tonight to be honest so for a few moments that's really good and then when I was already in the dressing room and I saw on the screen TV screen that he's still doing his lap of honor and, and giving pretty much everything away that's just that's too nice um, yeah so how I can what I can say for tonight we can speak about them as long and as often as you want it's great, um, but they all have to they have to work. The, the, the younger you are, the longer your career will be, and you have to prepare, be prepared for that. But they to show these kind of to give these kind of signs they gave tonight this I think was really it was nice for the people I I, I think out there that um, they, they were on the bench there were a few really really good talents um, to be honest and. Um, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Yeah, he played really well. Really, not like you would expect a 16-year-old boy to play. That's cool. Okay, guys, is anything pressing? Yeah, the side panel. I'm not concerned. Somebody else has to be concerned because we didn't make the fixtures. We didn't make the schedule. We, I said it already outside in a TV interview. That the FIFA told us the Team World Cup will be there. You have to come there. So we, we do. The Premier League tells us you have to play the Premier League. What we do, obviously, and the, and the Carabao Cup. Um, what we did tonight. And if they don't find a, a, a place for us, and a, an appropriate place, not three o'clock at Christmas Day or some in the morning, in the morning, 3 a.m. or at, at Christmas Day, then, then we don't play it. So, but they have to make that. You have to think about these things, that you have a fixture list where one team cannot be part of all the games, then you have to think about a fixture list. And hopefully it starts at one point. Hopefully it starts now. I really think that's fair that this problem is obvious now, but we will not be the victim of this of this um, problem. We played tonight. We wanted to win it. We wanted, we did that. If they don't find a mo if they don't find a, a proper date for us, then we cannot play the next round. And whoever's our opponent will go through. Or Arsenal plays it. I cannot change that. But we only we ignored that problem completely for tonight. I think a lot of people from the Premier League were sitting in front of the television, hoping that Arsenal can do it. But I'm sorry. <laughs>
Jurgen Klopp addressing the media and that issue of when the Reds will fit in their Carabao Cup quarterfinal is certainly one to keep an eye on. Talking of keeping an eye on things and one of our regular contributors, Matt Addison, is very much a man with prior experience when it comes to watching a number of the fledgling talents on show tonight. So what did Matt make of tonight's game? It was a mad game from start to finish and a very mixed performance, I thought, from the Reds tonight. I thought the experienced players tended to struggle. Great moments like the Oxlade-Chamberlain goal, but generally I thought Liverpool were a little bit lethargic, often lacking in quality at times as well. It was the younger players who really stood out tonight. I thought Curtis Jones was excellent when he came onto the pitch. Unfortunately, it does look like Naby Keita may well have got an injury again, but I thought Jones did more in his 30 minutes on the pitch than Keita did with his 60. It was a nice moment as well for the Toxteth-born midfielder to score the winning penalty in that shootout in front of the cop as well. Sepp Vandenberg, I thought, has looked nervy for the under-23s this season. He had a few almost dodgy moments tonight, but I thought he grew in confidence as the game went on. By the end of the game, he looked quite assured, which is good to see. Would have helped as well, of course, having James Milner alongside him. Though, of course, Milner himself made a mess of the Maitland-Niles goal. An uncharacteristic error from him. I thought it was a good couple of penalties from him. So, again, just like the team performance, a bit of a mixed one for Milner tonight. Harvey Elliott, I thought, was really good. A couple of errors, but he is only 16. and At that age, you are going to be consistent. I think again tonight, we saw flashes of him. and If he can get that consistency into his game, there's certainly a very, very good player in there. Rian Brewster as well, I thought he was really good tonight. Good penalty in the shootout, but in general play as well, I thought he looked sharp. Probably the sharpest I've seen him in quite a while. Looked really confident. I thought he bullied the Arsenal defenders at times as well tonight, which is superb for a young striker to be doing that. I wanted to see a little bit more from the senior players tonight, as I've mentioned. Adam Lallana, I thought, looked decent enough as a number six. Divock Origi's acrobatic equaliser near the end was also nice to see. Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain's goal from 25 yards was excellent too, but I thought all three of them could have done a little bit more tonight to sort of stamp their authority on the game. As I said, the young players tended to be the better, the more positive players for Liverpool tonight, which is obviously a good thing long term. But in terms of the squad depth for this season, it would have been nice to see a couple of those players stand up and be counted. I thought the main positive tonight was Nico Williams at right back. I've been really impressed with him for the academy sides this season. and I just thought he looked so confident and so assured tonight. He was probably the most consistent of those young players tonight, maybe even the most consistent of any Liverpool player in terms of his his performance over the, the 90 minutes. I thought he did really well. He looked confident defensively. We know he can be superb on the ball and there was a couple of crosses that went behind for goal kicks, but apart from that, no complaints at all tonight and he can be really proud of how he played. His first appearance, of course, at Anfield, a big moment for him and hopefully in 10-15 years' time we can look back at, at that game tonight as being the kickstart for a fantastic career for the young Welshman. Tonight was all about the youngsters and I thought generally they did quite well. We've just got to hope for a decent draw tomorrow morning now so they can have another go at that in the next round of the Cup. Matt Addison with his thoughts here on Post Game. Well, more to come after this, including this howler from Ross. I've... <laughs> I'm still in a little bit of state of shock. I don't know what's happened. You know, I'm not going to lie to you. I walked out on by the 85th minute. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. 
So that's shocker from Ross to come, but not before we hear from Owen, but prior to him is Sam. OK, so Liverpool, Arsenal and Anfield, Carabao Cup, um, full house for the Reds, but virtually, I think a few come in late and stuff, but very good to see, different type of audience, uh, kids get, um, coming in who probably don't normally get to go to Anfield, I like a bit of that, that's really good, um, and you know, a completely different team selection. I thought it was very, you know, Pepe Linders, very, very refreshing there uh, with his press conferences, who, you know, obviously in the league club, um, he does them instead of Klopp. Um, the team selections, giving everyone a chance, giving you for chance. You know, you've got goalies there, Adrian, who's been brilliant while Alisson's been out. Alisson comes back and Adrian finds himself out, even out in the, in the league club now with uh, Kelleher, the, the Irish goalkeeper who looks very promising as well. So, very good with the ball, unlucky with a couple of parries for goals, even though one of them was, I think there was three guys offside, VAR would have given it, but there was no VAR tonight. Um, made a couple of good saves, a phenomenal penalty save, good, good distribution, didn't let it get him down, then he conceded goals, really happy with him. Um, I thought Van der Berg, done really good in spells, um, Gomez was sloppy a few times, but done a few good He's good with his recovery pace. I, I thought Milner had an awful game, to be honest with you. Great pro and everything. Made a bad mistake. Got caught out a few times, to be honest with you. But you know what Milner's like? He, he'll be um, he'll be suffering more than anyone, really, over that. He'll analyse himself. I thought Williams, right back, brilliant. I really was impressed with him. Really impressed. Fuzzy. He's done a lot of things really good tonight. He really impressed me. Jones impressed me when he came on. I thought his touch and his calmness, composure was really good. Not just a penalty, but the two-yard penalty, by the way, which took some bottle. He just really calmed things down, little one-touch. Had a bit of class about him, uh, Jones. Um, Brewster worked his absolute socks off. and I, I've, I've, I thought his touch was off sometimes, but he got kicked and pushed and everything, and he worked and worked. Really happy with him, I think. He's a bit off here and that. I think he, he does need fitness and maybe alone, but um, really good effort from him tonight. Elliot didn't come off for him tonight. He's got ability, didn't come off for him. He was really good in the last game. So, you know, you can go through all the players. Um, but Arigi scored two, and I kept near his aim getting chanted. I thought this general play was awful tonight, awful. Chamberlain didn't get involved enough, but he scored a cracker. Keita disappoints me. I know he's got loads in his locker. He limped off with some kind of injury. There's too many of them. Um, at some point, this lad's got to start. I mean, you, you know, I compare him to Brewster there. The if Keita put the effort that Brewster put in, you'd see if the real player, you know. it. He's disappointing me. And he, he probably is injured, and I'm not saying he's not injured. I just don't think, as a senior player tonight, he didn't offer enough. I don't think any of them did. I think Lallana was awful, you know. It just, just. But you know, the youngsters are a real positive, and a real positive was how great the game was to watch. How great it was. But the one main point I want to make is how now that we are the mentality. We never say die mentality of this club and this team, and it's phenomenal, absolute phenomenal. Um, you know. Really on paper, they had the stronger team coming on off the bench and everything. 
and we just never quit, never see dying one on pens. Made up for the young kids. I think next time we'll probably do the same, but you know what? Great night for them. And I think it's really good now that kids can now, they're the best kids on the planet, I think. Well, we got a chance there in the League Cup and we, with Klopp and, you know, the likes of Trent and others who've come through as well. We got a chance at that club and we might have a chance of getting more. So it, it's great to see. Good night for the kids. And, uh, yeah, no, really pleased with the game. Really pleased with the attitude more than the quality. But great stuff. Hi, this is Owen from Cup On Podcast. I'm old enough to remember the 1980s, you know, when Jimmy Greaves used to say on the classic football show Saint and Greavesy, Jimmy Greaves used to say, it's a funny old game. But that, that was screwball comedy at its finest. If Hollywood had made a remake of that, it would have been Escape to Victory, directed by Mel Brooks and starring Jim Carrey, Will Farrell, and all those other kooks. How in all levels of heck did we manage to win it? After, after Willock screwed that 30-yarder right into the top corner and with 93 minutes on the clock, it looked almost certain that we were out. But as we have said before, cometh the hour, cometh the div. It just had to be him scissoring in that cuckoo kick in the dying seconds, didn't it? I was also delighted for, for Nico Williams to get that assist, uh, showing that perseverance can pay off handsomely. Even when you have a challenging night, I thought he did really well, and he wasn't the only youngster to have caught the eye. Harvey Elliott is a natural footballer. Curtis Jones made a big impact with his good control and tight areas. And well done to Quiven Kelleher for atoning for his earlier spill to save a crucial spot kick. I can't believe we're through. I cannot believe it. That game was as nutty as a pecan pie. Happy Halloween, everyone. This is Owen from Cop On Podcast. Um, I don't know. That was just... I'm moonstruck. It's Ralph from Witness with his thoughts on the Liverpool v Arsenal game. Wow, 5-5, uh, five, five. Um, I'm not quite sure what's happened there. We've gone through on penalties, five perfect penalties. I think it was 5-4 on penalties. I've, I'm still in a little bit of state of shock. I don't know what's happened. You know, I'm not going to lie to you. I walked out on by the 80, 85th minute. I was I was with the little fella, my mate, and uh, we walked out. I thought that was game over. We heard the equaliser. Five all, you know, Divock Origi apparently he's got the equaliser. And we've gone on and won it on penalties. I'm, they, Liverpool are such a special side. You know, cup competitions, I don't care if it's Carabao Cup, FA Cup, Champions League, Liverpool are built on these type of things. And yet again, we've got the job done. We've got the job done. Five all. We've scored five out of five penalties. You know what? Bring them on. Bring on your United. Bring on your Everton. Bring on your City. We don't care. We're big boys now. We'll deal with all that. But, you know, thinking of the game tonight, 
lot of changes and you know, big pressure on the likes of uh, Cater and that and I thought Cater was very very average a little bit worrying to be honest the, 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 the situation with Cater it wasn't good enough today but you know didn't really matter in the end Oxley Chamberlain I'm, you know I'm a massive fan of the man scored yet again a goal from outside the box which I've commented on many and many a time I'm just I'm in a little bit shocked that it's I'm not sure how Liverpool have got through but they've got through we go again Villa at the weekend Champions League goes again next midweek let's bring it on boys let's go again Oh dear, Ross, you've had a mare there. The making of perhaps a number of young Liverpool careers and he left early. Well, I'm not sure how we followed that up, but we'll try to. The last word tonight will go to Simon, but first, here's Mark Baker. A totally disjointed game, mistakes all over the pitch. Some of the, the worst goalkeeping that I've seen in a very long time. But it's all turns out as a very positive night for Liverpool and great, I'm sure, for the academy and all the club um, for the young players to experience coming out on the right side of of a night like that. So what I wanted to really do was, I was thinking to myself, well, I'm sure there's going to be lots of talk about the individual performances of some of the young players. So I thought I'd focus on some of, well, one of the more senior players, if you like, and look on how it may affect Liverpool going forward. And I've chosen to, to speak about Naby Keita. Now, the reason being for this is, I wanted to reflect on, on Liverpool's midfield, really. So the common consensus is that Liverpool's midfield um, doesn't create enough, hasn't got players who can unlock a door, all of which I agree with, by the way, and anyone who's, well, you listen to a podcast, I'm sure I've mentioned a million times that uh, Klopp's idea was to play Coutinho as one of the, on the left side of that three-man midfield, and obviously was doing towards the back end of Coutinho's spell at Liverpool. And he provided such great imagination, the ability to hate you from that area, penetrative passes, vision, ingenuity. And since he's left, obviously, Liverpool have bought uh, Cater in. Now, Cater has essentially took up Coutinho's exact role as, as the left side, of, inside left of the three, when he's played. And there has to be an asterisk before I go on that Cater has suffered injury problems. But I've seen enough of his body of work now over a consistent period of time to have a good idea of what I believe the player is and what he what he can bring to Liverpool. And what I mean by that is that Cater has, has performed okay and he's, he's shown me an okay skill set in all the things that you need to be able to play midfield so he can win the ball back. He's very safe in terms of his passing although can lose the ball in, in areas at times but in general has decent ball retention but that's about as far as it goes, which is fine, by the way. There's absolutely no problem at all, but there seems to be a clamour for him to be in the side from some some of the fan base in some quarters and an idea that he is going to make Liverpool or take Liverpool on in terms of the dimension of the midfield. Obviously, the next thing Liverpool's evolution as a side for me is, is having a player or being able to hear teams from a central area from a deeper position, which Liverpool don't simply don't have at the moment. And I think the idea behind signing Cater absolutely was that he could affect uh, the outcome of games in the final third and be really productive in that area, whether it was carrying the ball, whether it was um, providing the last pass, maybe getting involved in the XG chain and the build-up. But all of this 
in terms of what he's shown, has not has not connected with, with with the thought process, if you like. And the idea that he should be ahead of Van Alden and the likes of Henderson in the midfield, I think that has to be now a reality that that should not be the case. Liverpool are playing their best midfield on a on a consistent basis. Now, if you think about what the two players bring, so Van Alden, but well, the both of them really. So you're talking high energy, tactical discipline, ability to cover ground, aggressive, able to win the ball back. All of these aspects. Now you look at Henderson, the intangibles that Henderson brings, the leadership, um, Van Alden, the 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 ball retention, the press resistance the technical level to be able to operate in short spaces. For Cater to get above these players, he has got to be shown something different, but he isn't capable of doing that. And I don't think that's going to change. I think we are seeing what he is at the moment. Don't get me wrong, with a consistent run without injuries, that'll probably increase to some extent, but it won't increase the level where you'll be seeing the productivity to, to bring a different aspect to Liverpool's play. Um, and affect the the outcome of of the leaf fixtures and and the big games. Now, if you look at Cater, he might show up okay on forward passes. I think a lot of the passes that he makes it into the higher players to receive a wall pass back, he may show up okay for travelling with the ball. For me, it's all done in front of the opposition. Yes, he does build, make ground at times, but it's not the penetrating runs of a drop of the shoulder to eliminate players out the game. 1v1, none of that kind of thing for me. I don't think he can operate in half spaces. I think he, it's all in front of the opposition. But he, he doesn't bring that skill set where he's got a decisive pass or a bit of imagination to be able to hear you. Which, as I say, is fine. But he has to be better than the other players operating in them positions at the other things that I've just touched on. The simple fact is that he isn't going to get, he isn't going to be, I don't believe. And he isn't showing that at the moment. So, can he be a decent squad player for Liverpool? Probably, absolutely. But I think the reality has to be now that for Liverpool to go on to the next level and the next bit of the revolution in that central midfield, they need a different player. And he's going to be a squad player at best. He isn't going to be someone who is going to determine taking Liverpool on to the next level. This is Simon Donnelly, LFC jury member for the Liverpool Echo. Liverpool have just beaten Arsenal in the Carabao Cup tonight. It finished, it finished five all after 90 minutes. And Liverpool won 5-4 on penalties. It was a much-changed Liverpool side. Jürgen Klopp sensibly rested most of the first team. And I, for one, went into tonight's game thinking, you know, if we get knocked out by Arsenal, it's not a big loss because we've got, dare I say it, bigger fish to fry this season. But it turns out there were so many heroes all over the pitch, whether it be the goalie, young lad, Kelleher, for saving the penalty, whether it be Curtis Jones for we're scoring the final penalty that took us through to the next round, whether it be Harvey Elliott for becoming the youngest player ever to play first-team football at Anfield. Heroes all over the pitch. Um, and, of course, when a game gets going and you're competing against big rivals, Never mind the fact that we've got bigger fish to fry. We just wanted to win that game tonight. And thankfully we did. It starts to get serious. I think we're down to the final eight, if I'm not mistaken. And, you know, a Wembley final is not a million miles away. And a Wembley final, even in the Carabao Cup, is something to, sh- to cheer about. And potentially a little bit of silverware to get under our belts, early doors. Fantastic. Great result tonight from Anfield. 
great experience for all the young lads, including who I haven't mentioned, Rian Brewster, who I think is knocking on the door of the first team anyway. Great to see him score his penalty. Um, roll on the next the draw tomorrow. Let's see who we've got in the next round. It's good to get that out the way. Everyone's been rested already for the game against Villa on Saturday, which is, to be fair, still the most important thing this week. Congratulations tonight to the boys, all the young lads. Great selection by the manager. Come on, you Reds. Simon Donnelly with the last word tonight here on Post Game. We're analysing Anfield will be with you on Thursday to somehow think about picking at least some of the bones out of that showing at Anfield. And then, of course, the usual press conference and blood red dose to come on Friday. Post Game will be back with you on Saturday after the game down at Villa Park. In the meantime, check out the Blood Red Podcast Facebook group if you haven't already. And if you get a chance to leave us a rating or a view, that'd be great. But your company here on Blood Red is always appreciated. Thanks for joining us once more. Until next time, it's bye for now and up the Reds. You've been listening to the Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red channel.